What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 35 of the HMA Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Hughley, and I am joined here today by a host of, of awesome wrestling minds, and um, I'm just lucky that I actually got on here. So um, I guess we'll, uh, we'll go through and, and, and talk about who's on here with me for this finals episode, um, and we'll get to talking some wrestling, because I know there's a bunch of fun stuff to talk about, and uh, we can get into all this stuff. But <sighs> anyways... As I as I finally got on here, sorry to everybody. Um, we'll, we'll go through it, and um, I'll start off at at the bottom with Mr. Seth Gross. How are you doing today? How are you doing today, Seth? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, not too much going on today. Just relaxing today. It's the weekend, and uh, yeah, not too much to complain about. Yeah, doing a lot better than I'm doing right now. Um, <laughs> I can't even talk, but. Beside him, we have uh, Mr. Tony Rotundo. How are you doing today, Tony? I'm doing all right. Um, uh, do you want to mention what happened? Yeah, you can go for it. <laughs> uh, Jacob forgot what day it is. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I did. So what happened? All right. Um, I didn't want to get into it twice, you know, before the show and then right now. But what happened was yesterday I was, you know, I'm, I'm teaching summer school. So I'm doing all kinds of stuff on the computer and I'm like stressed out. And then for some reason in my head, it like popped in my head. You got to get the vote out on Twitter and that tomorrow was the show. For some reason, I thought it was Saturday. I was like, all right, I got to get this vote out. So I put the vote out and on the vote, it says, um, you know, we're going live tomorrow. And that's cause like 100% in my mind, it was Saturday morning. And uh, you know, later in the day, I, I realized that it was, it was actually Friday, but I didn't remember that I had tweeted that out. And so, and, and texted me and texted Tony <laughs> and everybody. Cause and, I wanted to confirm uh, because I saw you put that post out and I was like, Oh, okay. You switched it to Saturday. So I was like, Hey, are we going tomorrow. And you said, yeah, going tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'm surprised all you guys were all ready to go because I a hundred percent did not realize I had just switched it on my own. Um, so yeah, I was sitting, sitting, waiting on somebody to come pick up some furniture from me. And, uh, everybody's texting me pictures of them ready to go. I'm like, y'all, it's, it's the wrong day. Like, no, you told me it was today. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> so I'm, well, we're here. Sorry. We're here and ready now. Yeah. And then I made you guys wait for forever. Cause I was waiting on somebody that was late too. So. Oh, one of my worst pet peeves in the world is being late, and I have done mm. successfully done that this whole morning. So, um, anyways, Jack, you can make up for it, man. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna try to. Jack, how mad are you at me? Because you're not saying anything. Um, I'm not mad at you, man. I'm mad at everything else, dude. I hate Twitter. I just wish someone would just <laughs> delete the whole app, man. Everything that's going on, we're not getting into it, but. Everything that's going on, I just want to freaking, I don't know, like, what what can I do? Like, even even this match with, like, RBY, it's like some, like, it's, you know, some people will be like, oh, Mueller's going to get steamrolled, Mueller's going to lose, all these things. And yesterday, I, I commented back on, on one of them. I, was, I got, like, annoyed. And they spelled my name wrong in the first one, and then they, like, corrected themselves. And I was like, oh. Well, at least you spelled my name right the second time or something like that. And I like told people about it. And they're like, uh, they like laughed. And then they're like, uh, and so I deleted it. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but it's just yeah. like, 
Social media is breaking me. It was avoid. Good. I was gonna say, yeah, you gotta avoid those type of people at all costs. <laughs> just I'm shut the app off. It. I'm just gonna sell my Instagram to <laughs> someone that can really, really fire, and just let them take it over and get off the app entirely, and just let them <laughs> act as me. And so my brand bill is building. But like, I don't want them to be too aggressive because you don't want it to be built in like a negative way. Like, I think Gordon Ryan does it really well. I don't know if y'all follow him on Instagram, but do y'all? No, I don't know. Okay, he's a really, really good follow when he's talking about his jujitsu stuff because people will say like talk crap to him and he'll be like, "Well, I did this, this, and this, so how can you say that?" And he's like, "Not mean." He just tries to have like good conversations with these people and I think that's the best way to do it because even when like when uh when Downey was trying to mess with him about like the the wrestling and jujitsu matches it was like you like he wasn't firing like rudely at him it was like well you lost to this guy I would never lose to this guy sort of thing I don't know yeah yeah I'll tell you I'll tell you my big my big struggle on Instagram every time I post a picture I get Hey, did you uh, did you forget leg day this year or something? <laughs> Every single time, dude. And I guess it's just something I'm gonna have to deal with. Dude, forever. I'm gonna start commenting that on all your. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh, yeah. time, dude. If my legs are in the picture, so now I gotta like make sure my legs are cropped out or something. Or <laughs> you need to go that find is- your your uh, NCA medal or trophy or whatever, and just take a picture with it sitting on your leg. <laughs> dude some man, leg presses like, <laughs> literally man i tried man it got me self-conscious i tried to hit the legs for a while and they did not grow at all so it's not happening oh for sure all right well we we also have mr earl smith on here with us as always how you doing earl i'm doing great i <clears throat> i had last night where uh i was with my wife and she said put away your phone we're gonna watch tv and so i ignored twitter all last night and uh woke up to a lot of fun a lot of uh craziness so but yeah i'm doing good for sure i did the same thing i like i don't even remember what i did last night but i know that i wasn't on my phone at all and woke up and it's always interesting when you wake up and you hear like like it's always the first tweet that i see somebody that's like earl's tweet like yours is the first one i saw this morning it's like wow i can't you know believe what i missed last night kind of deal and then i'm like scrolling through like what the heck happened uh yeah yeah, that was me last night it was way too late me me and mitch mckee were were playing warzone Uh, it was like my first time um it's really hard by the way um but i was like playing and my girlfriend who's like like gets into wrestling but she's like she played field hockey in college and now she like knows everyone she's like fans of other like some girls some guys like she loves tamira like she absolutely loves tamira but um She's like, you will not believe the shit that Pat Downey just tweeted. <laughs> and uh, that's how I heard about it. But <laughs> uh, it's tough. Like, it's tough when you go on there and like, I saw it all this morning and I'm getting fired up and I'm like, so much, like so much wanting to comment on it or say something. And I'm just like, nope, I can't because it's going to make me look bad. You know, like, I don't know. I just. Uh, I try to stay out of it, but the one crap. the one funny thing for me is that Pat is wants to start this company called Grow Wrestling, 
and he I don't think he realizes that you know Joe Williamson and a bunch of folks are like have that and have been you know like it is a business for them he actually posted like a screenshot of him like forming a company in LLC called Grow Wrestling I saw that and it's like dude <laughs> that exists yeah. Like, and I mean, at the end of the day, women's wrestling's what's going to grow wrestling as a right. whole, and that's I right. don't know how he can want to start something about grow wrestling if you're not trying to grow that part of it. So. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And he wants to put out there that you know, he he put out there somewhere that that nobody wants to watch or is not as entertaining or whatever. And I'll I'll argue to the death with you on that one because there's some really really good matches that I can remember you know, throughout, you know, women's trials and, and all those different tournaments. They're Absolutely. Equally. I'd say, I'd say the only thing that might be slightly different right now is just because they didn't have the numbers the men had is that, you know, the top tier of women would beat up on the, you know, that second tier pretty bad. But as, the, as, yeah. as women's wrestling grows, it's going to be different, right? You're going to have five, six, seven contenders at each weight. And when it gets to that point, it's just going to be, it's going to be just as exciting as men's wrestling, if not more exciting. Cause their flexibility and the things they can do is is crazy. It's going to be different than men's wrestling. They're going to be better at certain things, and men are going to be better at different things. So, But I think both are needed big time to grow the sport as a whole. I think yeah. one of the most hyped-up tournaments this year was when it was uh, Ali, uh, Jenna, and Helen. And they uh, it was Helen and Ali had to wrestle, and then the winner got Jenna. Yep. Um, that was like everyone was super pumped about it. So – Yep. To say that people wouldn't, um, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but did anything else fun happen? Or not fun. Anything else controversial happen when I was, real, Earl and I were off Twitter? I feel like something real, else did. Real Woods in the portal. Oh, yeah. no. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but darn it. Yeah. Where is he going to go? I've got to yeah. guess. I'm going to guess UNC. Why is that? I feel like he slots in really well there. I mean, him and Austin O'Connor as training partners has to be really appealing. Zach Sherman's there, who's really good. But, like, if the hype's true behind Real Woods, then he shouldn't have a problem getting that starting job. Um, I think real, that, dude. I think you got to assume that it's going to be a great educational school, like academic yeah. school. And UNC has that. Um I think it's going to go – he's going to go from coast to the other coast, wherever, somewhere in the ACC um, because he can't transfer into an IV. Um, yeah, I, I, t I talked to his dad a little bit. I think he's pretty open to anything at this point in time. I mean, it's just – and I, I mean, and I don't think he's necessarily for sure giving up on Stanford. If they were to reinstate it, I think that for sure he's going back to Stanford. But yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Like, uh, like he's the real deal, man. I think he I he was my pick to win the NCAA tournament going into the year. I think he's one of the most underrated guys by by far. I saw that preseason rankings. He's like number five or something. I think that was that was pretty ridiculous. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens and you know with the rest of the Stanford crew too and what they kind of start doing. And I'm sure some of them will want to go places together and. You know, and I saw. I think there's going to be big moves and probably in groups. Vandermeer's yeah. here at Irby. Um, they're 49, and he said he's he only has one more year left, so he's staying. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, same with Traxler. Well, Traxler, um, I assume he's going to stay. He's only got a year left. Yeah, I'd assume yeah. guys like Abbas, Griffith, uh, Aishans. I mean, I think guys like those will get in the portal at some point. But Yeah, Jack, you said uh, UNC. They're 25-pounder Melendez. I believe they were high school teammates together, too. So that's like another. Mm-hmm. And Montini. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, dude, I think UNC is the spot. I mean, they seem to always get the good recruits. And I don't know. I'd like to say UVA has a good – could have a chance, but I don't know. Let's um, go, baby. Really good academics, but – What about – do we see – I don't see, know where he's thinking. I, I know that he's big in, on – into getting into MMA afterwards. Um, and he's from Illinois over there with – Izzy style and all the all that whole deal over there. Is there a chance you guys see him going maybe to Illinois and kind of being home and maybe training? You know, kind well, of. Well, he's he's he from or... he's from Albuquerque. He went to Illinois for just for high school at Montini. Okay. If, um, uh, yeah. If you said Illinois, I would say Northwestern may be a better fit as far as like lining up academically with Stanford. Yeah. But, but I don't, you know, I don't know what he wants to do. So that's just me throwing it out there. Seth, yeah, you think Ma- you have a shot? Montini's two hours from here, dude. I'm sure we're gonna be trying, trying to, trying to do what we can to get him here. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I know real a little bit, and uh, can always hope. Got to do what we can. But you just gotta, you gotta send him a picture of those legs and say, "Come get some, boy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good idea. They're pretty intimidating. I know. all right well uh is there any other wrestling news to go through before we get into this thing oh Vito Vito Alvarez and then well now it's Caldwell Pletcher so my tip you got it right right. my tip was right how would you train for Caldwell right now (laughs) you just gotta like get your shape up as much as possible because there's no way he's in wrestling shape right now but none of us are so (laughs) Yeah, no, I can definitely see it being not as exciting as it may be hyped up to be. Um, I mean, yeah, who who really is in wrestling shape right now because of the whole quarantine and, you know, not being able to actually be on the mat as much as you want? But, like, I, yeah, I don't know. I can, I can see – I can see it maybe being one-sided for Pletcher. I don't know. I, especially in freestyle. I don't know what Caldwell's freestyle career looked like after or if he just transitioned straight into MMA he's also in his 30s so I mean and he's done like he's just been training for something different you know there's nothing really like wrestling shape all these MMA guys will will go to MMA and then come back and be like yeah wrestling was way harder training for wrestling was way harder Um, so I don't know just the thought I could see it playing out like Burroughs Askren um, you know, Caldwell's obviously a much better athlete than Askren. So I think I could see him with a couple of flashes of, you know, brilliance and, you know, some of the things that he could do in the past, but ultimately be one-sided to Pletcher. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then what about, uh, what about Vito and uh, Alvarez? I want to give, I want to say Vito and freestyle. I think that what Alvarez is good at is kind of scrambling around and he, he exposes mm. his background a lot in folk style to score his points. So I don't know. I mean, obviously 
he'll have a game plan, but I, I'd lean Beto slightly. I think size might be a little bit on Alvarez's side. Yeah. I'd, yeah, but, I'd go Vito pretty heavy just because, uh, you know, watching him against uh, Dayton Fix at the Open, you know, he and jumped out. he has out a win to, over Suriano. Yeah, he, he jumped out to like a six, maybe even an eight-point lead on Dayton and Dayton Storm back. It was probably one of the best matches of the tournament. Yeah, but, that one was wild. Uh, yeah, but he, I think he's a different level. Now, Alvarez, I saw him up close to the Big Tens, and I got a lot of respect for him. He – He's just a ballsy kid out there. So I think he's going to have a great career, but I think freestyle is just a different level right now. Yeah, for sure. I think Vito kind of proved that he was up there, maybe on the level with all the other guys at the top with him, you know, hanging that match with Fix and um, went over Seriano, all those kind of things. He's definitely up there with everybody in that conversation. Um, whereas, you know, we haven't really seen a whole lot of Alvarez. So, yeah, I'm going to go Alvarez pretty heavy too. Um, you mean Vito? You mean Vito? I mean Vito. Vito. No, yep. no, 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 you can take Alvarez. No, 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 I, uh, hey, I'm having a bad day. Quit pouring it on me. Um, I'm honestly surprised I haven't gotten as much crap as I, as, as I thought I was going to get. Um, we're saving it. I can't, but now you can't give me crap for sleeping. We're gonna, yeah, we're just going to wait. We're going to wait until you make a bad pick. Yep. We're all even now. And, and dude, you're blowing it for the finals too. I know. You know, you got to peak at the right time man he's just excited he's just excited let him be excited <laughs> <laughs> all right well um i made my bets on the ufc fights oh yeah it's first you? time betting uh on fights so i went real safe but i bet on like Usman, yawn holloway and then Paige van zant is a five to one underdog so i threw 20 bucks on her and was like if she wins i get 100 bucks so i'm gonna take who's she fighting uh rebus ribus i don't know how to say her name yeah she get messed up oh probably <laughs> it's like she's a, a minus 900 like yeah. you'd have to put 900 dollars to get 100 back for her and i put 20 bucks on van zandt was like maybe she gets her it. Her, there's always a chance her and her husband been too busy making instagram posts she dude i know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dude there's so I don't oh, follow, weird, dude. Man. I don't follow, dude. <laughs> Holy <Yeah>. crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we ain't getting into that, but. <laughs> I, I would definitely suggest to check it out if you don't know what we're talking about, because uh, that's that's kind of wild, wild stuff. But, don't uh, check it out. Yeah, don't maybe don't. It. Maybe don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I'm intrigued. I have not checked it out. That, I can see Tony's face. That's why I said that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like. I'm somebody, even if it's bad, like I got to at least know what's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would love to see another flying knee knockout <laughs> master, uh, for, for Jorge master of all. Yeah, it's hard. It's trains with Usman. I kind of yeah. know him cause he's, he wrestled high school in Texas. Mm -hmm. So I know he's Marty from Nebraska, but he like wrestled from Texas. So we claim him. We were like, yeah. Texas wrestling's got to stick together, man. Usman, uh, Slay, Travel. We take Travel too. He might be from Bulgaria or Hungary or whatever, but we're we're taking Travel. Bo Nichols from like started out in Utah, then went to New Mexico, and then like wrestled hey, three years of high school in Texas. We take him. Bo <laughs> Nichols, Bo Nichols out there getting massive already. Yep, he'd be in the corner. 
Yeah. Um, man. Texas wrestling got to stick together. I'm just, yeah. I'm just hoping it's an exciting card, man, because these cards like have been either one way or the other. I don't know. They've been either super exciting, and there's been a couple that have just like put me to sleep. So this we'll is see. the most hype like card in UFC history. In, in like a week. That in like a week, yeah. Sure. Yeah, since <laughs> since Masvidal took over, I don't think it was before. But I don't know. Burns is better than Masvidal. Freaking for sure, but he just like, doesn't have the same presence. Yeah, which is so dumb. Why? Why do we always honor the bad guy? The guy who will talk crap. That's just so messed up. It's just not right. We should honor the skill and the, the technique. But it's what, it's what it is today. Yeah. It's what it is. For sure. All right. Well, let's jump into this thing um, and get, get talking about this finals matchup. So where um, – let me pull it up real quick and we'll get going. What uh, is everybody everybody watching the fight tonight? Yeah, yeah, I'm watching it with Henry Cejudo. With Henry Cejudo. Yep, it's gonna be like Chamizo's gonna be there, Kendall, Cejudo. It's gonna be sick, dude. I'm just gonna be watching Cejudo, watching the fights. You know. Where are you watching <laughs> it at? At Kendall's place. Dude, his place is un- <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's yeah, it's freaking. Dude, I could both- place. Kendall Cross. Is it in Manhattan? No, it's in Hoboken. It's in Ho- yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. It's in Hoboken. It's on like the 12th floor, and it's like three stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like he has his own little yard on top of it and uh, a grill and a hot tub. And you know, like if you go downstairs, there's a bowling alley like at the bottom of the apartment complex that he has, like only he has access to. And like this dining room table that seats about 30 people it's the most <laughs> absurd place ever he's got like a coffee like a coffee maker and then a couple mugs and then like a, a plant and he's like spacing it out because he just nice. doesn't have enough stuff to fill the whole place <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Dude, that, that that view on top of that apartment is unbelievable yeah i'll i'll post some pictures y'all can y'all can yeah. see from <laughs> yeah it's pretty amazing well, some of us are going to be just watching it sitting on the couch in our basement by themselves so yeah have fun jack um i'll facetime you jacob yeah okay all right <laughs> yeah whatever um all right so we are finally to the finals for this ncaa champion duels that we've been doing for the past like month or so um and we we did not get the top seed in the finals. So we actually have the uh, the two and the four seed facing off in the finals. The four seed being 2018 uh, might be some uh, might be some collusion on the part of one Badger wrestler uh, that we have on the show. But somehow he just manages to get all of his teams way farther than they need to be. Um, <laughs> I, I don't get it, but it, it happens. So. We also have a, a 2013 as the two seed, um, and so at least at least one seed held from one side of the bracket. But uh, the four seed upsetting the number one seed, 2005, 22 to nine in the semifinals, um, pretty one sided. But uh, y'all definitely look. pick St. John over Gentry, huh? Y'all pick St. John over Gentry? Yeah. Oh my gosh! 
All right. Yeah, I did not. We did. Well, you also picked uh, Tony Nelson over Tommy Rollins. So yes, I did. I did. I did. I did. And, and I and said you- I gave you a reason for it too, because I knew that it was a, a crazy pick. And I gave you a reason. Mitch McKee's with me right now, and I asked him who he thought he would win between Cole Conrad and Tony Nelson, and he said that it would be very, very tight. Well, I'd pick Cole Conrad over Tommy Rollins pretty much any day, so if it's going to be super tight between Tony Nelson and Cole Conrad where Tony Nelson can almost get the better of him, then sure, I'm going to pick Tony Nelson. Also, Tony Nelson was hurt in his finals match with Group Gwiz, so what would 100% Tony Nelson going for his third title would look like? I don't know. So... I'm going to take Tony Nelson, um, two-time national champ over one-time national champ. I feel like that's a fair thing. Tommy Rollins is a two-time champ. Is he two? Yeah. Who did he beat in the finals? Both years. Earl. 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 The, the, the uh, 2004, he beat Pat Cummings from Penn State. Mm, no. And 2002, he beat a guy named Steve Mako. Never heard of him. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> I think it was a horrible oh, match. Oh, man. Yeah, one-to-one tiebreakers. Yeah. Oh, that sounds thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, as a photographer, it's like those matches are just the worst. Man. I mean, Dude, it, it I just it, really messed you know, up. Huh? You go Wrestling integrity is at stake. Definitely. Definitely is. It's okay. I was in... It was like four whenever the first one happened. So I'll take it. I'll take it on the chin. All right. Well, let's uh let's get into this actual matchup. Show the fans what they what they came to listen to. Um so we got number two versus number four. We already said it, twenty thirteen versus twenty eighteen. I'll put the names in gold because it's the I like finals. it. Nice. I like so, it. Nice. Should have put not? the twenty eighteen team in silver. I thought oh. about it. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I legit thought, what if I put one of them silver? And then I thought, well, the only choice for that is definitely going to be 2018 to to get it set a little bit. But, but yeah, we had to innocent until proven guilty. I guess had to had to leave it as as both gold until we actually have a victor. Um, but. Let's let's just go ahead and, and roll these lineups. I, I know if you've been listening, you know who these lineups are probably by now by heart. Um, but 2013, uh, Earl, tell us who's on that lineup. 125 pounds, Jesse Delgado. 133, Logan Steber, Ohio State. 141, Kendrick Maple, Oklahoma. 149, Jordan Oliver, Oklahoma State. 157, Derek St. John of Iowa. 165, Kyle Dake of Cornell. 174, Chris Perry, Oklahoma State, 184, Ed Ruth, Penn State, 197, Quentin Wright, Penn State, and 285 pounds, Tony Nelson of Minnesota. All right. Jack, stop texting. I'm Seth. taking a picture of this. <laughs> Seth, fill yeah. us in on 2018. All right. We got Spencer Lee. We got me at 133, Yanni Hollis, Zane Rutherford, Jason Nolf, Vincenzo Joseph. Zahid Valencia, Bo Nickel, Mike Machiavello, and Kyle Snyder. All right. Snokes. There are some monster matchups here. Oh, for sure. Um, It's going to be fun. But, I mean, yeah, they're they're all over the board. Um, Do we want to start at a certain weight, or do we just want to roll through from the top to the bottom? 
I think we got to end at 84. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm cool with that. All right, so we're going to end at 84. That means we're starting off at 197 pounds. Um, that is going to be 2013 Quentin Wright versus 2018 Mike Machiavello. Uh, let, let's go ahead and get, again, a, just kind of a brief touch-up on where Quentin Wright is in 2013, Earl. All right, this is his Quentin Wright senior year, four-time All-American. He went 6-1-2-1, two-time NCAA champion, 32-0 this year. He pinned Scott Schiller in the quarters, beats Matt Wilps 4-3 in the tiebreaker, and Dustin Kilgore 8-6 in the finals. All right, and then on the other end, we got Mike Mock. Seth? Yep, yeah, we got Mike Machiavello. This is the only year he won NCAAs. He beat Jared Hot, he beat Shakir Rashid, and he beat Kyle Kono in the semis. So he had a nice little run there, was always just solid, and uh, yeah, found a way to get it done. I think he was the four seed, I want to say, going mm-hmm. into the national tournament that year. So, yep, awesome. Um, and the first uh, NC State champ since Quiz. So, what are we feeling here, Jack? You look like you got something to say. Oh, no, I'm just – my back's killing me. I'm so sore, man. <laughs> Getting back into shape is the worst thing in the world. Especially um, when you try to do it in, like, such a short period of time. Dude, it's like we've been doing shark bait. I got on the mat every single day this week. This is, like, my first day off in, like, six days. And um, I'm doing shark bait every day. So, my everything that pulls, like – my triceps, my traps, my my back is like it's killing me. So I'm gonna be moving around a lot. Um, but I got Quentin Wright in this. I think Mock is uh, um, he's kind of got a body like Dustin Kilgore, and Quentin Wright kind of handled that. Um, I think the the forward pressure. Quentin did something really weird where whenever Kilgore went into him, he would like react really nice and like almost put him on his back, uh, especially in that match and. I don't know. He just has a way of getting up for, for big matches. So I got Quentin Wright in this one. Uh, yeah, I just like the the way that he wrestled. It was, it was different. Um, I think that, that changes the game a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. Tony, what do you got? Um, my gut says Quentin, but um, I like Mike Mock. So I, I, I think I'm going Quentin on this, but I hope I don't regret it. Um, Kind of for the same reasons uh, that Jack said. Um, I think he had he had just some tricks that were hard to figure out. You know, he had this great flexibility and really nice shrugs. But in yeah, um, body type, he kind of he kind of could handle the the sort of hard pressure um, with some slickness. So I I'm going Quentin. Yeah, um, same here for me. Just all of the above. You guys have said it. Uh, Seth, what do you think? Yeah, I'm on board with Quentin as well. All right, Neural. Clean sweep for Quentin. Awesome. Um, are we feeling this getting into major territory, or like what kind of score are you guys looking at? I don't see a major. Um, I think Machiavelli goes way too hard to get majored. Um, I just don't see it happening. Maybe yeah, like a three, four point win somewhere in there. It's, it's dominant, but it's not a major. I, I would see, assume it's like that Kilgore match. Like it was dominant, but it was like only a two point win, three point win. Cool. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, all right. So 
I will mark that down and we'll keep going. Uh, but Quentin Wright takes the first win by decision for 2013 over Mike Machiavello. Um, and we'll hit the heavyweights where uh, Jack is just never going to pick against Tony Nelson again. Um, so we'll, we'll see if it, if it stands true in this matchup. Uh, Dude, but You know I can't pick against Kyle Snyder, especially no, a, a senior Kyle Snyder. You That's had this similar. transitive property going, and you're all up Tony Nelson right now. So, oh I mean, my stick gosh, with it. man, I'm not picking anyone against 2018 Kyle Snyder. That's silly. No, I didn't one. pick 2005 Steve Mock over him, did I? And that's the second best one. So I wouldn't choose. You know, just introduce him. Just introduce him. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to you when while you're picking Tony Nelson later. Um, but Earl, tell us who is Tony Nelson again in 2013? All right, this is a uh, junior Tony Nelson. Is uh, three-time All-American uh, at this point. Seven first first. Uh, he beats Gerard Trice in the quarters, one nothing. Ellen Galagayev five four in the semis, and Mike McMullen six two in the finals. And he went thirty two and two this year. Awesome, Seth. Who in the world is this Cal Snyder man? I couldn't find too much information on him in 2018, but I think he might have won three NCAA titles by this time. You won an Olympic title in 2016 and a couple world championships along the way. So I'd say yes. he's all right. He pretty much has every trophy there is to have in his home. Um, so again, Jack, tell us why you're picking Tony Nelson. I'm picking Tony Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> You're so annoying, Jacob. Gosh. Uh, Should I just pick Tony Nelson? Should I just pick like a, a Dean Howell thing? Or, like, give me Tony Nelson. You know what? Y'all are all picking Kyle Snyder. Might as well give him one one vote. I got Tony Nelson here. It's too big. It's all right, tell big. us how it goes. Um, you got to back it up. You got to have reasoning behind it. Let me see. Kyle hey, you Snyder. don't got No, hey, no, you listen, don't listen, have... listen, listen. I'm working, I'm working. No, okay, whatever. What, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say Jacob never has a reason to pick against Dean Heil. He just does it. I do have a reason. <laughs> I hate watching him. That's my reason. You just told Jack he needs an actual reason to back it up, and now, oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> I, I, so far I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I'm still thinking. I've got to go through the whole match. All right, we'll, so we'll I give – I see Snyder – Getting in on shots. You know how he lifted, like, Connor Medbury? I don't see it happen with Tony Nelson. He's a little bigger, obviously stronger. He has wins over Connor Medbury, I'm assuming, uh, later down the road. But, I mean, he's a guy that's got wins over Gwiz, and Gwiz almost had Snyder. So, I could see him feeding him the hips and then just being athletic and at his size. Like, he's a better version of Kuhn as well. I mean, just all around, just like, I mean, Tony Nelson would be a nightmare. You know, just a nightmare. You just all got right. all of those guys packaged up into one. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we'll see where the other votes lie. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Tony, what you got on this one? Are you going with your fellow Tony? No, I like <laughs> it's it's Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Betrayal of the Tonys. Um, Earl, what you got? Yeah, Kyle Snyder's offense on on his feet's too much for him. It's um, yeah, he's 
kind of big body like Adam Kuhn, who you know did beat Snyder, but going with Snyder decision. All right, and so okay, but but he's a better version of Kuhn, wouldn't you say that? In whose head? Probably. Well, he has wins over him. I don't know if he's ever lo- has he lost to Kuhn. Maybe once. If I feel like Kuhn has a win over everyone. Yeah, he has a win yeah, over Kuhn. Kuhn's freshman year, right? Yeah, and but Nelson that, might but have a few national season, titles. During the season, man, like Kuhn, that was one of the best versions of himself. Like he had wins over. Um, I think he beat Tony Nelson that year, and then Tony Nelson came back and beat him. Yeah, but. Nelson has a couple national titles, but to be fair, he, he did lose to Gwizdowski, which is one of the ones but that he was Kuhn hurt. lost to. But he was hurt. And he did he, like, have to couldn't walk. So how do you expect someone to wrestle who can't walk? <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right, we, all right, we all know it's the Olympic <laughs> champ, Kyle Snyder. All right. Jacob's at a loss for words right now. Are you trying to vote for me? I'm not at a loss of words. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, uh, interrupted. You're going to get that check right now. You already put it on Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, my vote is Snyder for sure. Um, because I have wrestling integrity. Corner. So, uh, Snyder for the win. I think we all got a decision, right? Yeah. Cool. All right. So, Kyle Snyder takes the win at heavyweight, and that's going to even up our score, which I have not been keeping up with because I am just not in it right now, I guess. Um, He's flustered. I'm really flustered. It's it's been a it's been a day so far, um, but three to three is our score right now. Heading into uh, the 125 pound matchup, um, where we're going to see Jesse Delgado of 2013 versus Spencer Lee of 2018. Uh, let's let's start it off the other way. Seth, tell us Spencer Lee 2018. Uh, freshman Spencer Lee, he had uh, he was in redshirt most of the year, and then he ends up making finals at Midlands, loses a controversial one to Bresser. Uh, later on, gets his redshirt pulled, goes on redshirt pulled, goes on a tear, loses to loses to Nathan Tomasello at Big Tens, and then um, NCAs. This dude turns it on and puts together one of the greatest runs at an NCAA tournament. Uh, he pinned, he redeemed that match, pinned Nathan Tomasello. Handily beat Nick Suriano six to two, and uh, yeah, he had a pretty pretty good tournament. All right, and on the other end, Jesse Delgado. Earl. All right, Jesse Delgado was a two seed this year, sophomore. He was a two time All American at this point, uh, seventh as a freshman. Uh, this run in the quarters, he beats Nathan Kreiser ten seven, uh, Nashawn Garrett in the semis ten five, and then Nico Megaluda seven four in the finals. And he beat Matt McDonough to win the Big Ten title. Okay. Um, sorry, before we get into this match, I have to point something out. We got um, you know people commenting on, on Facebook. Um, and I'm watching uh, a Bruce, this guy Bruce, commenting his picks and stuff. And he put, heavyweight's going to be a close match. Nelson wins five to four. So, first of all, Jack's not Bruce, alone. Bruce, what's his, what's his name? I'm following him right now. What is Bruce, it? Is it on Twitter? <laughs> Facebook, Bruce Facebook. Rasmussen. Oh, man. Um, Sorry, man, I don't do Facebook. Also, I don't have enough social media. <laughs> while I was reading this comment, all I'm thinking in my head is, this is where we need that Chimizo meme. Nah, bro, nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I need it, right there. Um, but it's the blondie. We definitely appreciate Bruce's input, and uh, I know Jack does for sure. Oh yeah. Um, 
All right. So, I mean, who you guys got in this 125 matchup? It's definitely going to be going to be wild. Uh, legs flying everywhere. Some scramble positions. But. So, I'll jump in first. I got Spencer Lee for sure in this one. I think that Delgado's got some awesome defense, has, attacks a lot, but at some point, Lee's going to get on top, and I think he's going to take advantage of that. I think that Delgado's just got such a wide-open style, and it's prone to giving up points, and Spencer Lee can put to put, put points together so quickly that at some point in the match, he'd do that. Yeah. All right. Anybody else have strong feelings on it? Yeah. Um, crazy upset. Crazy match. Delgado takes it. And the Ooh. last takedown in a scramble. Ooh. Yep. He does. He's got Ooh. that crazy, funky style. He he figured out Meg Ludis's, uh flexibility. Um, and he's going to do it again. I know it's not popular, but... Um, <laughs> crazy match man no i can get behind that i don't really see how spencer's gonna take him down dude nathan kreiser took him down two or three times in that bracket yeah and you're telling me spencer lee can't take him down dude also is like six feet tall at 125 he has a different feel from anyone in the weight so you gotta put that into account Uh, you're you're saying that you have no idea how spencer lee is gonna take down delgado jesse delgado the Probably the best scrambler. Yo, so listen to this. What is in our Spencer's, generation? Spencer, how is he scrambling out of a dump? If Spencer hits him in that, Spencer goes fake single high C every time, pretty much. If he's gonna go a head outside shot on Delgado, I don't think he's gonna score on him. He hasn't oh. hit his dump in a long time. Hey, do we got? Do we got? Do we got danger rule or not? No danger rule. You gotta yeah. make it interesting. No danger. Yeah, I right. Got, Good point. I got, no danger. Can't take if away. If danger, it's yes, sure. it's totally different. It's totally different. I agree. For yeah. sure. Can't take yeah. away Delgado's superpowers, though. Right. Dude, he doesn't get taken down. And, and Spencer, I've down. never seen Spencer He's take top. Bro, you're just thinking about his match with Nashawn and a couple. He he gets taken down fairly. I mean, he's, he's so wide open that he'll give up a takedown. He takes those really bad shots, too. Kind of dives in. He does recover. He's got long arms, so he doesn't give up takedowns against most guys on that. But to say Spencer ain't getting a takedown, no, no. I, well, what I'm I'm not saying he won't get a takedown. I think there are like maybe three or four takedowns. I think they're on their feet almost the entire match, right? So I think that they're they're gonna come out slinging, and um, I think they're gonna be some crazy crazy scrambles that uh, Delgado at least gets a takedown, if not two. Um, so that's my thinking is that it's like, uh, Delgado gets one more takedown than Lee. So is Seth, I just going to say, so you don't see, you don't see the top game of Spencer Lee being a factor in the match. Um, I don't. All right. So let's clarify. I think he can ride him. I don't think he's going to turn him. If he gets on top, it might kill a period. Jack, do you got I mean, Delgado? I don't know. I want to hear. I want to hear the <laughs> wizard. I want to hear the wizard, Earl. Earl, what do you got, man? Oh man, I'm I'm having fun listening to you guys go through. <laughs> um, I mean, I I think uh, you know Delgado is obviously you know the better scrambler. I think Spencer's maybe good enough to come out 
on top of one. I think he's good enough to get at least one takedown. So he, he's going to get his opportunities on top. Um, I go with Spencer, but I do think it's probably a closer match than maybe most people would anticipate on paper, you know, looking at it first. Yeah. Two Spencers and one Delgado. Who do you got, Jacob? Oh, come on. Really? <laughs> really? Uh, it's Spencer, but I mean, I agree. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a close match. It's going to be a fun match. I just, when I think about this, I know that I can see Spencer getting a takedown or two in this match. Um, but I, I don't see, I, I see him getting into scramble positions. Like, I don't think it's going to be these clean, perfect dumps like we're used to him seeing on some of these other guys. Um, well, I mean, it definitely could happen. I, I definitely see it being more in scramble positions. And when I think about that, yeah, Delgado's really good in those positions. But I've also, uh, while y'all are talking, I'm thinking back, and I can't remember a time that I've seen Spencer lose in a scramble position. I just can't. I mean, whenever he gets into those positions, he ends up coming out on top. And I was watching a lot of Spencer tape over the last couple of days, thinking about this match and that specific position. And I just, I can't, I can't, I don't know if I've ever seen him not come out on top in, in those positions. So, but he's not wrestled Spencer. Jesse Delgado. He has not. That is, this is a fact. How many times Jesse Delgado? How many times did he lose? Three or four times that year? Uh, two times. He was two third times. at the Midlands. I think. Uh, I think That's a freshman. Yeah, freshman Thomas Gilman. Yep. Yep. That was crazy because they picked. Mm. Because Corey Clark was in that weight. I was there for that tournament. Corey Clark was yeah. in the weight, and he got fifth. And Gilman won it, and he beat um, Delgado. And I think he beat a graduated Gerard Garnett in the finals. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah that's right. And they still went with Corey Clark. Unbelievable. In my mind. In my mind. I, I'm sure they have their reasons. So, um, I'll, I'll go Spencer. I'll go Spencer. I don't – I don't think it's a, a high-scoring match at all. In fact, I think it's a one takedown, hmm. maybe maybe tiebreakers. And I think that a lot of Delgado's matches went into overtime. And I think if it goes into overtime, I got Spencer. If he uh, if it goes, especially goes to top bottom. So, do we think uh, Gilman that year was the greatest backup of all time? <laughs> Quite possibly. I was trying to think about that. I don't think I know anybody else that probably could have won nationals that was sitting behind somebody. And that I, I was kind of I was thinking in my own head. The tournament you guys were talking about a minute ago was Midlands, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So tell me another uh, another backup that won Midlands. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Probably not, if not for a long time. Yeah. Um. Man, yeah, for sure. I think there's definitely a case there for, for one of the best backups because um, he certainly wasn't the best to never win it because you guys voted him out in round one. Um, still still pissed. but Clearly. Yeah, I, I'm never not going to be pissed about that. But uh, we all got Spencer Lee, except for, for Tony. Um, and, and Jack kind of was leaning that way but just wouldn't stick to what he was saying. Uh, no, I was sticking to it pretty good, I think. I think that it was hard. I said it was hard to take him down, yeah. and that's why I said it would go to overtime. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I found his other loss was uh, he was pinned by Nico Megalutis in their dual meet that year. Okay. I remember that. For whatever yeah. that's worth. 
Okay. All right. Well, Spencer for the win. Uh, we'll move on. We'll move down to 133 pounds where we've got uh, Logan Steber versus Seth Gross. So who's um, that? Sorry, I don't know. Seth. I think we might have put <laughs> hey, the wrong so, name in there. So. <laughs> I was laying in bed last night just thinking of, you know, how can I swing this match to get myself the win here? And Logan Stevers, the man, um, I'm obviously still voting for myself, but obviously the accolades and his career was very <laughs> impressive. So <laughs> let's, let's talk about these, these gentlemen before we get going. Um, 2013, Logan Stever, Earl, where's he at at this point? This is sophomore Logan Steber, uh, wins his second title, uh, went 27-0 and this year. He uh, texts Cody Brewer in the, uh, yeah, the quarters. Uh, AJ Shop 18-2 in the semis, and Ramos 7-4 in the finals. Also beat Ramos to win the Big Ten. All right. And then Seth Gross, who the heck are you in 2018? This is my junior year. I was a NCAA finalist 2017, losing to Corey Clark. 2018, I won. I went undefeated at 133, had a 84% bonus rate, and I lost one matchup at 141 to Bryce Meredith. All right. Um, so, obviously, Seth is saying he's going to pick himself. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more? Do you, Where do you see, see – you know, what holes do you expose? Yeah. What's going on? I don't know, dude. That's the thing. I, I just win somehow, some way. I don't really have a way of going about that yet. I thought about it, and this dude was good in all positions. Um, obviously, the big thing is just, I mean, I, I think I could wrestle with him on the feet a little bit. I think the big trouble, I mean, getting away from him was going to be I think I could for sure avoid getting turned, but I, I don't think I could get away from him. And he, he was really good on bottom. He didn't really struggle even with the best top wrestlers like Shop or any of those guys. Like, he got away easy. So, I, I, I don't see where I'm holding him down. But I'm somehow winning the match. I, I, don't, I can't tell you how. But. So, I'm glad you said that for one, that uh, you're like, I'm, just, I'm winning the match. I don't know how, but I'm winning. <laughs> I just find a way to win because that's legitly how I felt about most of the big matchups with you this year is like, I, I mean, obviously I can see past the victory, but like every time I'm looking at it, I'm like, Seth's going to win. I, I, I can't tell you how he's just going to win. Um, because you know, the matches like with, with uh, Rivera, just you're down by what, like however many points and just threw him to his back. Like just always found a way. Um, that was a wild one. I'm going to freaking plant my flag on this one. And I'm going Seth Gross in this. Dang, let's wow. freaking go, Jacob. I was thinking about this one all night <laughs> last night, and I was watching all kinds of videos, and I'm going Seth on this one, and I don't feel bad about it. And it's because when I was thinking about Steber at this point, and sophomore in his career, obviously he's amazing. He's a two-time champ. He goes on to be one of the best ever. Um, but I just don't think <sighs> – my mind was initially thinking about it. my mind was clouding me from later years, Steber. And obviously he was amazing throughout, but I don't think superpowers were fully developed at this point. He was obviously a hammer on top, but watching the match with, with Ramos, Ramos got away from him two or three times. Um, and watching how he got away, it just, it looked a lot like 
how I how I can see Seth getting away. And I think that Seth could get away from him. Well, I, I guess I'm I'm differing with Seth on that because you said you didn't know if you could get away from him. I think he can. Um, and I think on the feet, again, sophomore year Steber, I think that they're pretty close and I can see them trading takedowns. Um, and then the last thing is Seth in this year, 2018, was an absolute hammer on top. And I don't know, man. I'm not saying that he rides Steber for any length of time, I'm not making any predictions, but um, I actually kind of favor Seth's top game out of the two in these two. So um, I know that it's uh, maybe crazy, but uh, Seth, hey, let's go. Seth had, yeah, better. Seth hey, had you argue influence in my pick. So <laughs> hey, you argued better for me than I argued for me. So thank you. Great, Seth Gross. <laughs> there we go. Give you the best shot. We got it winning. So. Um, I don't know which order of people I want to go in. Who who wants to go next? I'll go. All right, Tony. With apologies to Seth. Oh no. <laughs> um, sorry, buddy. Uh, I I got Steber on this. Um, the more wide open this is, the the more it favors Steber. Um, I think that you know, it's it's a pretty wild match, and uh, but. I, I think that there are a lot of takedowns in it, um, but I've got Steber on it. I think Steber is going to actually control on top. Um, definitely score a bunch of takedowns. Um, but, yeah, it's a, I think it's an exciting match. It'd be fun to watch. But I got Steber. Yeah. Um, another thing that kind of pushed me a little bit, too, I just want to put out there is when I was watching that, finals match I also got into thinking like this is a really close match between these two guys I mean Steber kind of pulled away at the end but um like who would I pick between Seth and Ramos um and I, I definitely I lean Seth's way on that one too so um but I'll stop explaining myself Seth the match um with Michich uh was 13-8 in the finals yep um that's a high scoring match it's a lot of back yeah. and forth Right, and that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking, right? Like, the I yeah, I mean, that's going. Oh, I was gonna say that's yeah. Most of my matches are just wide open, and so, I mean, there's gonna be points on the board one way or another. Yeah, um, you know, for me, having watched Logan Russell since he was a freshman in high school, I just he has the most insane awareness or he did i guess he's retired um and i would say that time and time again um he's just it's unbelievable his his ability to figure things out on the fly um and you know to have that like single leg that and i mentioned this last show i think like he'd take these kind of what seemed like crappy shots but then he would make money out of them you know it's just it's crazy to me but he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time um and I just love to see him figure the puzzle out uh, on the fly. Just in, insane wrestling acumen, you know. Just yeah, it's one of my favorites. Man, we got uh, we, we got Bruce in the Facebook chat. Just Bruce, Bruce is awesome, man. He put Seth wins by riding time. So let's go, let's go, uh, Bruce. We need to get Bruce on here for a vote. All right, mm -hmm. is uh, is Earl or Jack going to be the last? to to go hmm. i don't know what do you guys who, who wants to go last whatever uh, you want to do i'm trying to pick carefully i don't know i think jack's gonna pick against seth so jack you go first 
Yeah, I got Steber. Sorry, Seth. I just I I think of Logan Steber and I think of just like the definition of consistency and control and wrestling IQ is like I don't think that there's someone that has a higher folk style wrestling IQ than Logan Steber. Just like I think he's the him and Taylor and Dake were like the greatest top wrestlers in this era and man he just on his feet he just he knew how to take control of a match and I just like I don't know I just I don't I want to pick anyone against uh the Seaver and I, I think of the results with with Cody Brewer and AJ Shop that year where he just he controlled Shop and he controlled Brewer who were totally different wrestlers Brewer was great on his feet Shop was great on top he took it to their he went to their game and then and then beat him there so Man, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's Steber. He just beat it. He was just so good in every position. Hey, who did who? What was Steber's uh, Big Ten run like that year? Anybody know? I'll find it real quick. I know he wrestled the Ramos. Twenty thirteen. It was in overtime too. Yep. All right. So Jack's looking it up. Uh, Earl, we left you in, in this position. All right, so I have to go back to when uh, Tony Ramos was on with us uh, a couple weeks ago, and he said just how wrestling Logan, especially that first time, was something you really couldn't prepare for, and uh, his uh, his strength and the, you know the things that he did on top, and he compared him to uh, Anaconda, where he said you know you move more, then uh, you're in more trouble. So um, I think just in a one-off match like this, uh, he's a hard guy to prepare for. Um, I like what Jack said about beating Tech and the guy who's great on his feet and then the guy who's a good mat wrestler too. So uh, give me Logan in a one-off. Um, his Big Ten run was he pinned Rossi Bruno in a minute and a half. He pinned Jordan Conway in a minute and a half, and then he beat Tony Ramos in overtime. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, 2013, 2018 trading blows. What were you saying, Seth? I said we tried. <laughs> we did try. <laughs> we tried. And I, uh, I, I was, I was really excited to come on here and make that pick, man, um, because <laughs> it was 100% my opinion, and I, I still believe it, and I will, I will die on that sword. Um, Let's go. But 141 pounds are going to move down and see Kendrick Maple of Oklahoma take on Yanni Diakmahalis of Cornell. Uh, so let, let's get it started. And Kendrick Maple for us, Earl. Kendrick Maple is a junior this year. He was the two seed. He went 31-0. and He beats Mark Balwig in the quarters 12-3. Uh, Oogie from the Citadel 4-0 in the semis. And Mitch Port 4-3 in the finals. That's, uh, that's Kendrick Maple right there. Awesome. On the other end, Seth, tell us Yanni Diakmahalis in 2018. So this is also another unbelievable freshman here. Uh, he won. This is obviously his first championship, and he dropped one match during the season to Ironman. He avenged that loss at NCAAs, and he just found a way to win. Dude blew out his ACL, kept wrestling, and just kept, kept, kept pulling out matches that, you know, that – 
even one point matches, overtime matches, and found a way to win. All right. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's got to be Yanni, right? It's got to be Yanni for me, at least. Um, it's just kind of a, another situation where we talked about with Seth just kind of finds a way to win um, through whatever means necessary. I just, I really think that he finds a way. So I'm going to go Yanni. Um, and, uh, but I'm interested in hearing other people's opinions. So we'll what's go. Your, uh, what's your take on, on uh, Meredith versus Maple? Bryce Meredith. I think Maple dominates him. Yeah. I guess a decent match, actually. Bryce is a really good folk style wrestler. He hasn't done quite as well on the freestyle circuit yet, but he was freaking good, man. I think he was one of the best in everyone if they wouldn't include in that bracket. But yeah, dude, I totally forgot him. I totally <laughs> like everyone was like, "Why isn't Bryce Meredith in this?" I was like, yeah. honestly, I just skipped over his name. Dude, I, I, I saw I, he might have commented on something or something at one point. I was like, "Oh, dude, how do we forget Bryce?" Dude, every everyone was like, "Where's Bryce Meredith?" And I was like, "Man, I I just forgot." Like. It's on me. It's on me. Because he was de- – he definitely should have been in there, uh, according to my – my like, wh- how I included people, because he was a three-time AA and two-time finals. Yeah. But I think the thing that, like, taints my memory of uh, Maple is that when he bumped up the next year after he got married and was kind of out of it, and he got, like, seventh, I think. But, like, when he was at 41, he was so dominant. Um, he was just, he was huge for the weight, um, gigantic and just so like, just Um, really was dominant. I don't know. And then I would say, was he, was he, was he dominant that, was he dominant that year? I mean, he won four Oh in the semis and four, three in the finals. I mean, I don't don't know the rest of his stats that year though, very well. So he could have been, he was like 30 something and oh, right. With. 31 and 0. Yeah. I'm sure he was the Hodge runner up here. I think I think Oliver may have been. Uh, I'm not nine, sure. 19 bonus point matches out of 31. Yeah. That's that's pretty that's good, man. 60%. I just And it does Yanni have the knee injury? Uh Jacob, what's the ruling on that? Why are y'all looking at me? You're the boss. <laughs> You're the boss. Do we just take like the overall 2018 Yanni, or are we taking NCA form Yanni? Uh, I, I, dude, I don't oh. know. I mean, <laughs> just personally, I've always been thinking it of their NCA finals match. That for me, just because I don't know. Yeah. Just, they, I, that's how my mind is working, and I'm I've got my photos pulled up, and I'm just like kind of remembering these matches just on that match alone I don't, maybe that's not the way to do it but yeah I mean I've kind of been taking like their whole year their whole career up to that point but I think I think you got to include it I mean I think you gotta you gotta include the knee yeah I, I I'm gonna go on this and I think it's Kendrick um, I mean it's incredibly difficult for me to you know bet against Yanni in any situation but um with the the knee I don't think he falls into that cradle in the last couple seconds um and uh I think Maple at last show I was really high on Kendrick Maple and I still am so um 
I'm going Kendrick Maple. It's just weird to say. I'm going to follow suit. Um, I got Maple. I think that he's just – I don't know. I've, I don't know. For some reason, I just got this feeling of a, just like – Remembering that year and just remembering. So how do you see it? how do you see the match going? How do you see the match going? And then I'll see where I, I'll say where I think it's. Different. I just I don't know. I think that Yanni's counter offense would work on Kendrick Maple. He gets in on his stuff, and I don't know. I just I think his counter offense wins him this match here. I think that Yanni is just one of the most intelligent wrestlers that we've ever seen, mm-hmm. and. He know he forces people into the positions where he knows he's going to score points, and he does it when he needs to. And you've seen that time and time again throughout his career in high school and his freshman year. And I, I, I mean, he's going to have a game plan going into the match, and he's going to execute it. And I, I don't know. I don't. I, he beats my. I think he's a better wrestler than Kendrick Maple on the mat, and I think his counter offense gets him the takedown he needs to win. Yeah, I don't think that this match is determined on the mat. For sure, um, I think it's definitely gonna be up to their neutral game. But with the knee injury, I just thirty-one and zero, just absolutely dominant year for Maple. I just gotta go Maple. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just I I have a really hard time ever picking against Yanni and folk style. And the dude only has one loss. He's a freaking winner. He's a freaking winner. This is the first time I've chosen against him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, Earl, we did it to you again. Sorry, man. Oh, you did it to me again. (laughs) Man. All right. Well, yeah, I I don't think I've picked against Yanni at all. Um, I think, again, it'll come down to them on their feet. Um, I could see Maple getting one takedown, but I just don't see him getting two. And – you know, y- Yanni's counter offense. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to score more than one takedown to beat Yanni. So, um, I think he figures a way to get the win. So, Yanni All by right. decision. Yanni by decision. Awesome. Um, so, man, again, this this duel is just going back and forth, back and forth. Um, so that's gonna take it to nine to six for 2018. Um, nine to six. So. We're, we're going to keep moving on, and, dude, this next one is insane. Um, 149 pounds. Jordan Oliver of Oklahoma State versus Zane Rutherford of Penn State. Uh, so let, let's kick it off. Seth, tell us about Zane. Uh, I mean, one of the greatest uh, college wrestlers, just unbelievably dominant throughout his career. He uh, – the Hodge Trophy winner. He's uh, I mean, he's got everything as far as college wrestling goes. One of the best top wrestlers. Throws the leg in, pins guys. But yeah, I mean, we all know who Zane is. Three-time champ. And then was it third or fourth his freshman year? Fourth, Fifth. right? Fifth. Fifth. My Fifth. bad. So losing. He beat Steber as a freshman, and then he ends up losing to him at NCAs. And did he lose to Port as well? Was that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that's that's Rutherford. All right, and then on the other end of things, Jordan Oliver Earl, what you got? All right, senior year, Jordan Oliver. He was the one seed here, four-time All-American, two-time champion, going four-one-two-one. 
Uh, he beats Jake Suflone 11 to 1 in the quarters, Steve Santos 4 3 in the semis. Actually, is it, I think it's 14 3. Um, and then uh, Jason Chamberlain 3 2 in the finals. He finished his career with the highest bonus point percentage in Oklahoma State history with 77 and had 54 pins. This right. might be the hardest choice for me out of any of these matches. Yeah, for sure. Wowzers. Definitely. I mean, this one, this one's a war. Um, before I just pick somebody at random, is there anybody that has already made their decision? <laughs> I don't want to throw you out there if you don't know, because this one's tough. Dude, I mean, right away, I was thinking, it's Zane. Like, it's Zane. Zane's not losing in folk style. It's just what Zane does. He wins in folk style. But then I like started like thinking about it more and more. And I, I, it's so wrong for me to do this. But I'm like, if I was to say this match right now, if this match were to happen right now, I'd be like, it's J.O. It's J.O. He's going to win. He looks so good at the, the trials or the nationals. Um, I mean, he's on another level right now. Um, so I'm back and forth. But that's where my mindset is right now. Um, I'd say I my only thing. I could be swayed. Yeah, way. I'd say my thing. My only. I'd go with Zane all day if we were just looking at stats. But the one thing you got to take into account is Zane's competition wasn't wasn't that great. Unbelievable. Like, he didn't have anybody that he was beating every year. That was like dang. Like it was Ronnie Perry. He's all right. And then Brandon Sorensen, who was solid throughout his career. Like there was never that guy that he was like dang you know like Zane put a beating on this guy and it was shocking it was like there's a lot of decent dudes that he put beat downs on but none, none super good so that's what's stopping me from going Zane hands down I might be tiny 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 bit favoring Zane just going strictly Zane's a little bit better of a mat wrestler yeah yeah um I'll, I'll jump in and, and I'm gonna I'm going to throw it down and start this one off fun again. Uh, it's, I'm picking Jordan Oliver. Uh, and the reason that I'm picking Jordan Oliver for this one is because of, uh, I just, I think, I just think it's the matchup. Um, I think that when you think back about Zane's obvious historic career, um, in my mind, he's either one or two in Penn state's, you know, best of all time. And I think he's up there and, and a list of, you know, however many best of all time. Um, but, when I think of how great Zane was, I think of his top game, right? He was incredible on top, just brutal, would break people's faces off, turning them over, and then pinning them. Um, but obviously, he was great on his feet. But I, I, I think on the feet, I'm going to give the nod to Jordan Oliver. I think he was just a little bit better on the feet. I think he'd be able to win the takedown battle. Um, and I also – don't see Zane putting on that same ride on J.O., right? And so I think that J.O. wins on the feet, and I don't think – I think Zane's superpowers are kind of neutralized um, with the mat game. I don't really see them being uh, on the mat a whole lot. Uh, so I'm going to go J.O. Earl, what you got? Collusion here. Where, where does J.O. train? UNC, a mile from my house, baby. Y'all um, neighbors or something? Y'all neighbors yeah. or something? When I, when hey, I go I'm on not. a run, I run right by the UNC wrestling room. You can see it inside the windows. 
So I know Jo's been training, and I know that he's ready for this match. <laughs> All right, I'm going. I'm going Zane, and I'm going Zane because I see it. They've wrestled a lot. I think in first time around, they're going folk style. I see it going into overtime, and I think that Zane's pace wins this match for him. I don't think Jo has the pace to keep it a seven minute match and then go into overtime and beat Zane. So I got. I got Zane. All right. Give me J.O. Give me J.O. I just – I like the, the feet game. I think that I just don't see him getting ridden out in a national finals match. Um, I just like – I think that J.O. can go get a couple. Go get a couple takedowns. I don't see anyone really stopping him on his feet when he wants to go get it. So give me J.O. That's what I'm saying. My man, it wins the, it wins the battle on the feet. Um. <laughs> All right, are are we making Earl go last yet again, or does or, or what are we doing here? Earl, you if you want to go. Okay. Um, I, I mean, it's funny because I actually picked against Jo when we did two thousand four with uh, Jesse Jansen. Um, I do think Jo is more diverse on his feet with his attacks. He had a great double leg and the little shuck by thing he did to beat Chamberlain. Uh, you know, all, all that considered, I just, I think Zane is one of the best folk style wrestlers, collegiate wrestlers we've seen in the last 20 years. So all that aside, I can't pick against him. So I don't know. It may, may not make sense in my head picking Zane as far as the stylistic matchup, but I got to go with him. All right. Tony, where are we at? On the, where are we at? Are we, are we we're 2-2 two, two on this one. So you're breaking the tie. So right. you get to single-handedly decide if Jordan Oliver or Zane Rutherford <laughs> wins this match. This is considered an upset, but Jordan Oliver actually wins this match in overtime. Let's go. There we go. In overtime. In overtime. In overtime, yeah. J.O. takes it. This yes. is brutal. This duel is so loaded from top to bottom. All right. Oh, it's so exciting. I wish that we could have seen this. Oh, yeah. This would be insane. Um, but J.O. takes the win over Zane Rutherford, and I did not see that one coming, but I'm so happy that it did. Uh, I really do think just stylistically, is that, like that's the only reason for me, right? Um, but 157 pounds, Derek St. John of Iowa versus Jason Nolf of Penn State. Um, might not be as much uh, division here for us, but but we'll see. Who knows? So, Earl, start us off. Derek St. John. All right, this is junior year. Derek St. John, he was the two seed this year, three-time All-American at this point, going 4-2-1. and one. Uh, Finished 32 or 31-2 and two on the year. He beats uh, Josh Demas in the quarters, 4-0. Alex Deeringer in the semis, 3-2 in tiebreakers. And then Jason Welsh, 3-2 in the finals. All right. On the other end, Jason Nolf, Seth, fill us in. So this is Jason Nolf's junior year. Um, he was toe-to-toe -to -toe the Hodge race all year with uh, Zane Rutherford, and then he gets injured, has some knee issues, sits out a little bit of the year, defaults out of Big Tens, but then shows up to Nationals looking like nothing was wrong with him and just dominates guys, gets a tech fall, 6-1, 6-2, Tech falls, Micah Jordan in the semis, and then uh, beats Hidley 6-2 to in the finals. So that's Jason Nolf, 2018. All right. 
Um, Earl, I'll let you go first this time. How about All that? All right. Um, yeah, I got to go north. Um, just, you know, too many ways to score on his feet. Um, you know, St. John, was, we, we've mentioned his toughness. Uh, I think every time we talked about him, um, underrated guy, but I just don't see him being able to slow down Nolf. Um, I don't see a major, but I do see decisive Nolf win. All right. Jack, what do you got? Oh, I got Nolf. I got Nolf for sure. Um, just I think that Kemmerer is better than St. John. I think that Micah Jordan might have a shot at beating St. John. I, I think that he went through guys that are better than – than St. John in this year. Um, I know that Tony uh, Ramos said that he's an underrated guy, and I definitely underrate him. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's Noel. I mean, I, it's Derek St. John. Two of his he loses to Kyle Dake and David Taylor in two other of his runs. So I think he he was a guy that could have been a three timer in different different weight classes, but. I got to go Jason off. He thinks he does. He thinks he can make, make up his creativity and uh, just, I don't know, the things he does on the mat are crazy and he find, finds a way to win, dominate guys, really. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to pick Nolf as well uh, for reasons all listed above. And, you know, the only thing left to say is that I, I don't think it's a major. Um, I think a lot of – Nolf's wins are going to be majors are going to be bonus points um but just that that gritty rough and tough style St. John had man I, I just I don't see him I don't see Nolf uh outscoring him by eight or more points so Nolf by decision Tony same all right uh so Nolf by decision here and we have yet to have any bonus point wins that's probably good since it's the finals um but we're going to have a score of 9 to 12 now. So 9 to 12 is going to lead us into the 165-pound matchup, uh, which is going to feature uh, Kyle Dake versus Vincenzo Joseph. Seth, start us off with Vincenzo. Uh, Vincenzo Joseph, we all know this guy. Um, somehow finds a way to lose at Big Tens and then turns it on when he needs to turn it on and uh, gets the job done at Nationals. Um, this year he beat – This is the, is this the year he pinned Imar? I believe – No. I think this, no, is, this is the second year. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the second year. He beats – yeah, he beat – oh, yeah, he beat Imar in the final 6-1 to one this year and beat David McFadden, Isaiah White – so two sudden victory wins back to back, but finds a way to win and then gets it done in the dominating fashion in the finals. All right. Earl, Kyle Dake. All right. This is a senior year Kyle Dake Hodge Trophy winner, uh, fourth championship at four different weights. Uh, his run to the, the finals is a uh, major over Nick Solzer, 13 nothing in the quarters. Uh, Tyler Caldwell, 2 nothing in the semis. David Taylor, 5-4 in the finals and finished his career on a 79-match winning streak. Awesome. All right. Um, man, where do we see this one going? Tony, what you got? I'll go. Vincenzo Joseph makes a big mistake. He tries to take Dake upstairs. I've got Dake by fall. Oh, nah. 
Chenzo's like too on at nationals. I think he puts Dake Dake doesn't oh doesn't put up big points. And Chenzo turns it on at NCAs. Uh Dake wins for sure, but not not by fall. Close match. I love the boldness. I, I can see it going that way too, Tony. I can definitely see right? it. Like well, and they they fall to their side. So for a second, it's fifty fifty, and you know, <laughs> with Dimar, and then and then, uh, yeah, is Dake just hips. Yeah, I don't even know. If, is it ever? It, is, has Dake ever pinned anyone at the NCAA tournament? <laughs> <laughs> well, has anybody been foolish enough to go upstairs with him? Imar was once. Uh, no, with uh, Dake. No, with Dake. Yeah, yeah. a freestyle match. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one hurt. That yeah, one that was crazy. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, is is it ever really fifty fifty with Dake in a situation <laughs> mm-hmm. like that? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely on board with Cal Dake winning this match. Um, I, I'm gonna go major. Um, maybe Dake. Get in a major. It's more likely he gets a pin hey, than a major. Hey, hey, I agree with that. Hey, you you have a vote. Done. You have a vote. Okay. <laughs> I used it. All right. Everybody has an equal vote here. All right. And but I may I remind you, I'm the only one in this crowd that voted for you earlier. So hey, that has nothing to do with this <laughs> matchup. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna stick beside it. I I, I got Dake. Um, I, I got him. I got a major decision. Um, I'm going to go really, really tight, but eight point win major decision. I just. You think he puts him on his back a couple times? I, that's why. That's why. See, I, I agree with that. I agree with Tony. Um, I, oh, I don't I see. I don't see the fall happening, um, although it could definitely happen. Uh, but I definitely see there being at least one situation where they get into an upper body situation. And I think Dake wins that. I think he gets. You know, depending on what we're talking, five or six points out of that situation. And then um, I don't see, you know, from there, a three or four point gap being too crazy. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go major decision for Dake. I think Jacob's just worried this might go into overtime and is trying to throw some bonus points out there. I'm not worried about that at all. That gives me more wrestling <laughs> to talk about, man. Um, all right. Well, what's everybody else got? Earl, what you got? Yeah, I do think uh, Vincenzo, he's going to go for it. He's going to try to make something happen. Um, You know, you're not going to be able to catch Kyle Dake like that. Um, I think maybe it's a scenario where they kind of roll through their back, but I don't think he puts him on his back. Dake comes out on top. He rides him for the rest of the period. Um, You know, four or five point win for Kyle Dake. So – Marinelli has held Vincenzo Joseph on his back on multiple occasions. You're telling me Dake can't? No, on just multiple. That was one occasion, wasn't it? No, more than Next one. Next time Vincenzo did it to him. Man, Once. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it getting there, to be honest. I just see Dake controlling the match. It was 4-0, 5-0 win. I'm on board with Earl. I think that's exactly how it's going to go. I think every period is dominated by Dake. Um, Dake win by decision. See, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying, though, right there. As you said, it was like a four or five-point win, right? And so take that four or five-point win and then add in one big throw or big big moment where they go upper body, right? That's where I got. 
right? I'm not saying Dick picks him apart for seven minutes and just annihilates him. I'm saying same as you, except at some point Vincenzo tries to go for it. Um, I mean, I could see it. I could see it, but I'm going to say, like, take the safe bet here and say that it's a 4-0-5-0 win. I would say more often than not that Vincenzo's got, you know, such body awareness that he's not going to get caught on his back. He was by Marinelli, but I think generally he's not going to in that situation. So he gives a takedown. Also, you got to look at Kyle Dake is the greatest game planner out there, and he's not going to even probably put himself in a position to go upper body with. It's not going to get there. Yeah, it's not going to get there. Yeah. You think he's, he's scared too of him, smart for that? He, he's not scared, but he knows that he doesn't need to go there. Well, yeah, why uh, would he do it? That's the only way. That's the only possible way Vincenzo wins. So why why put yourself in a position to lose? Like you saw him game plan for Alex Derringer, right? And he executed. Derringer couldn't get to any of his stuff. And he, he kind of picked him apart. I mean, he, he game plan for this. He's not going to go. Up and that was like a three-zero win, three-one win. It wasn't like a dom- It wasn't like a dominating score, but it was like, yeah, dig, dig. So I'm not. Dominated. I'm not saying scared. I, that was the wrong choice of words. But like, that, I think that's a different situation too. Because with uh, with Daringer, like you don't want to let him get to that elbow control position um, because he's so good at that position, and that's not generally like. Like it's kind of a one-sided position. If he can get there, I feel like he can. He has a, a, a healthy chance to score. Whereas I think that you're 100 percent right. He definitely would would game plan for maybe not getting in those positions with, with Vincenzo. But I think if they get in that position, Dake's probably still comfortable knowing that he's going to win that position. You know what I mean? I mean, I agree. He's probably comfortable, but I, he's going to take him down another way. He's going to avoid it, and he's going to win a close one like he does in all his big time matches he's not going out there to look to dominate guys hardly ever yeah yeah in those big matches <sighs> yeah well yeah the pin was by accident it just <laughs> I wasn't looking for it, it just happened <laughs> just happened just happened uh that's yeah oh that's my great. goodness it's like when uh when Askren was talking on on FRL was like yeah he just he got cradled man I don't know what you're talking about exactly he got pinned yeah. he got thrown I don't know yeah um but all right so that's gonna tie it up yet again uh, twelve to twelve we are getting really dangerously close to having that tie matchup um but I'm twelve to twelve runner ups yeah do we, got, <laughs> do we got Sam on hold somebody <laughs> might have to to start looking yeah um if you get a second but. 174 pounds, Chris Perry of Oklahoma State versus Zahid Valencia of Arizona State. Seth Phillison, Zahid Valencia. So this is uh, Zahid's first title. Uh, he lost the year before to Mark Hall, and then he just came on a complete tear this year. I don't think we've ever seen a more dominant Zahid. He was on fire. Um, uh, Hodge runner-up this year, and yeah, he just dominated mark in the finals i don't think that mark has ever been beat that bad the rest of his career so i think this is one of the best versions of Zahid that we've seen in college all right um on the other end earl chris perry all right this is junior year chris perry he was the one seed at this point he's a two-time all-american third and first finished the year 36 and two he beats Nick Heflin 3-2 to two in tiebreakers in the quarters. 
Uh, Robert Kokesh, 4-2 in sudden victory in the semis, and Matt Brown, 2-1 in tiebreakers in the finals. All right. Uh, sorry, I'm smiling because I see, uh, I see our, our man Sam Herring in the group chat giving Tony crap for, uh, for that pen. <laughs> he, no, he, he wasn't giving me crap. He said uh, it was a he said it was a bold move. Uh, that, that's a polite way of giving you crap. Um, but he also put in there earlier. He gave he gave me crap or told me it was a bold move or whatever we want to say. He uh, he said that. Um, I'm here for time. No, he so he texted me and said you made fun of me for picking <laughs> Seth over Nation with like the hand face. <laughs> different matchup bro different matchup i stand by everything i said um uh, and i thoroughly believe it still but all <laughs> right let me let me start us off here see he all day dominating fat i think he handles this match i think it i don't want to say major but i think he handles perry he was on fire this year and i see mark hall beating chris perry pretty decently so i i think so he puts it on him yeah, I'm going to go Zahid as well. I think that his feet game is just too much um, for Chris Perry. Um, although, if Chris Perry can get on top, it might equalize the match. You know, you never know. Uh, good top wrestling can do that, especially in folk style. And honestly, freestyle too, if you can get there. But, um, yeah, Zahid's just, just too much. Too much. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that. It's Zahid. Um, I, I think that it's possible for this one to get into bonus territory, but I'm not going to pick it. Um, I'm going to say Zahid, yeah, four or five point win. Because we want overtime. <laughs> I, I, I'm not against it. Um, but I yeah. found a few good ones. That's I good. Got, Keep them in mind. Because Zahid. Got Zahid. Yeah. Earl? 25 is legit, too. Yeah. Uh, I like what Seth said. I, I like this version of Zahid more so than the next year. Um, dominant on his feet. Um, I don't know that it, anybody who's ever majored Chris Perry, so I, I can't say that. But Zahid by you know two takedowns. All right. Um, so Zahid's going to take this win and extend the 2018 lead uh, to 15 to 12. And we're going to head into our final match and see what happens here. Um, we're going to have Ed Ruth of Penn State versus Bo Nickel, also of Penn State. Um, spicy, spicy matchup here. And, uh, and I'm ready to get into it. So uh, let's, let's, let's start off with our boy, Bo. We, uh, did you guys see the, the pictures of him um, playing spike ball on Fight Island with Mastival? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, I'm That's excited cool. to see him fight. He's going to kick the crap out of someone. I cannot wait, man. This going to be awesome. Him and Kassar. Some of the stuff that he's going to do is just going to be absurd. Like like he does in wrestling. Just go for everything. It's going to be really fun to watch him because he's just so loose, you know? And it's going to be cool to yeah. see a fighter like that. I don't think that there's anyone really like that right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm just interested in seeing the uh... – the the hand game right is he get how is he how is he doing with boxing and um you know striking uh, i'm really interested to see how that goes um but all right so earl start us off ed ruth let's go first 
All right, Ed Ruth, this is his junior year, his second of three titles. He was uh, third as a freshman, went 33-0, and was a top seed this year. In the quarters, he majors Josh Einan of Nebraska, 11-1. Semis, he beats the returning NCAA champ Steve Bozak, 4-1. And then in the finals, he majors Robert Hamlin, 12-4. All right. So... And so we got Bo Nickel. This is Bo Nickel's junior year as well. This is his second title. He uh, was finalist his freshman year, losing to Miles Martin for the first time after beating him about five times that year, something like that. Um, beats Gabe Dean and then beat, gets revenge on Miles Martin, pins him. One of the crazy matches that most people think about when they think of Bo Nickel. Yep. Um, so, all right. I'm going to start. What's up? I was going to say these two have very, very similar results up to this point in their career. It's kind of crazy. I think as the host, Jacob should go last. All Anybody right. else agree? Sure. Yeah. Sure. He's, he's trying to see. He's going to, I'll go first. That's he, fine. <laughs> I, I already have my mind made up, so it can do it. Every, you can say whatever you want, um, but let's go ahead. So who wants to go first then? No one. I'll go first. Tony, you got it. <laughs> I've got Ed Ruth on this. Um, I think that it goes the full match. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of eliminating the, um, you know, the throw that he hit on Miles Martin. So I'm thinking full match, um, couple takedowns. So, like, I think that, you know, Bo gets he's trailing he gets a little bit more desperate and so i've got ed ruth by three points on this all right um earl what you what are you thinking yeah i'm going with uh ed ruth as well um i, I don't <laughs> he's just uh he's a guy i picked uh, against i picked greg jones against him you know recently and uh, I didn't think there'd be any 84 pounders I would pick over him, but um, I don't know. He, he's just uh, one of a kind. Got to go with him. All right. Seth, what you got? And I'm stuck right now. Like, I see this match wrestling. I think in the, somehow, some way, it ends in a pin. These two both <laughs> just unreal pinning potential. Bo Nickel can pin you from in any position. Ed Roos got a few positions he's real good at if he gets on top. Um, oh, man. I'm going to go with Bo in a really close one. I, I, I don't know. I think I'm going back and forth in my head right now as I say that. So I'm going to go with Bo just, just to make it a little bit closer here. Yeah. So, All right. Um, Jack. Uh, I don't that's know. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking right now. I think it ends like if they wrestled a thousand times, no match would end the same way. You know, it would start differently. It would end differently. And I think it's pretty even like both ways. So just for. It's okay. You can leave it to me if you want. I don't really want to, though. I want it to go to <laughs> overtime. I'm going Ed Ruth. I'm sorry, Jacob. I'm not leaving it to you. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, that's fine because I'm also going Ed Ruth. Mm, okay. uh, definitely going Ed Ruth. And, and 
the re- the reasoning behind this, like we can sit here and talk about anything. Like there's so many different angles to hit this from. Um, so when I thought back, I was like, okay, who's, what's like some kind of common ground or somewhere that I can make this easier for me to think of. Um, and I thought David Taylor. Okay. I, I was thinking if David Taylor, I, what's up? I'm a button right there. If you're going to go common ground, you go Gabe Dean. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. Um, Gabe that's Dean fine. beat Ruth. Bo Nickel never lost to Gabe Dean. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm also to listen. Yeah, right. throw some hypothetical <laughs> David Taylor stuff in there, dude. Linda, listen, Talk Linda, facts. listen, Linda. Um, all right, I'm going. Uh, yeah, I'm going Ed Ruth, and I was thinking um, about David Taylor, and obviously we never saw these guys wrestle on a real match, right? They're all, all on the same team. Um, but when I think David Taylor versus Bo Nickel, um, I, I think it's David Taylor, right? And, and I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's a blowout or anything, but I, I don't think that it's it's a decision for me i think david taylor beats bo nickel um and then on the other end when we had dt on the show he told us that ed beat up on him in practice like he was like yeah he just he i he beat up on me like he he got the better of me pretty much every single time um and so but there was there one real match david taylor tagged him yeah, but that was I think that was like the same year that Ramos was saying that he just like was over it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same guy. Um but uh, you're throwing some hypothetical match. The only real common one is Gabe Dean here and No, I I, I agree. Um man. but you know, Ed Ruth also did beat Gabe Dean. Yeah, he got beat once. Um, but we only saw Bo Nickel and Gabe Dean one, wrestle one once. More. Yeah, the first time they wrestled Bo won the first time. The other two wrestled. Gabe won. Gabe won once. And they wrestled, what, three times? First, two times. Two, I think. Two? Okay, well, let's let's see him run it back. See him run it again. Um, but, yeah, I still, it's not going to change my opinion. I got Ed Ruth. Um, and we're tied. Awesome. So, oh. I, I, really, I really hope you guys just picked that for the tie because that should have been a lot closer. <laughs> No, I mean, Ed was the kind of guy, you guys remember this, like, I I don't know if we even saw his full potential um, all the time, right? Like, he just had gears that he could go into. He he was such a phenomenal wrestler that, um, you know, he would make it look easy, right? And and if he ever got in trouble, he'd, he'd just turn up the pace a little bit or, tur- you know, just whatever, <laughs> go to 11. Um He's just, yeah, amazing wrestler. I don't know. I, I think it's closer than than maybe you were making it out to be. By the way, y'all, again, giving me crap for something, and I'm right. Uh, our man Sam Herring just chimed in, and they wrestled three times, and Ed pinned Gabe the first time. So... <clears throat> Pat myself was on the that, back. Was that, like, was that his true freshman year? I don't know. It happened, Indians. though. It happened. It's all that matters. Um, but Tiebreaker yeah. time. Tiebreaker time. So, hopefully, what have you guys? I think, okay, so I think it comes down to two real matches that we want. Maybe three. 25, it's Nico Megaludis versus Nick Suriano. 
33, it's Ramos versus Meechich. And 65, it's David Taylor versus Imar. Oh, how about <laughs> this? It's the finals. We do all three. Can't be a tie with three matches. I'm down. Down? We all down? All right, let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to f- put these names up here so we can actually see them. Um, but – Let's go ahead and get started at 125. 125. Who did you say those matchups were against? Zach or Jack? Wow. Unbelievable. On, Nico Megalutis versus Nick Seriano. So Nick Seriano is a sophomore at this point. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. he got injured. He got injured the year before, um, and then he transferred to Rutgers. So. Yep. Nicky push-ups. There we go. All right. So we got, yeah, Nick Seriano, uh, Nico Megalutis. I, I think we, we kind of know that these guys, we know these guys' stats. And, I mean, let's – are you guys cool with doing this? Like, up to this point, we've been kind of doing, like, Jesse Delgado up to 2013, Steber up to 2013. You guys want to talk these dudes, like, overall college career? Yeah, just peak. peak. Yes. Yeah. Seriano versus peak Megalutis. Cool. Yeah, I think that'd be, that'd be cool to do. Um, so Seriano Megalutis, what are we thinking? Hey, uh, the wizard of Tom up there, what you got? What, as far as uh, how the match is going to break down? Yeah. Everything. Tell yeah. us. Um, yeah, man. It's very opposite. This is uh yeah, kind of a weird, weird matchup. You know, you got the physicality and, um, Seriano and Megalutis, um, he was kind of solid in all positions, uh, you know, great flexibility on defense. Um, and I think I'm, I think Megalutus, well, I was going to say, I think Megalutus is probably more consistent, but I, Soriano, he never really had any off days either. So uh, my instinct is go to go Megalutus. I think he'd find a way to win, but. I'm kind of like 51-49 on that. Yeah. Here's how it goes. So I'm with Earl. It's a super close match. And right at the end, in a scramble, there's a penalty point against (laughs) Nick Seriano for singlet grab. And that's how the match ends. Uh, I disagree. You're evening out the universe. Yeah, I'm getting ready to jump in here. Seriano never gets points against him i've got 15 <laughs> photos i'm looking at one right now. i've got 15 photos of him grabbing singlets i got one of him grabbing spencer lee's singlet right now pulled up no he he does that oh it's, yeah i've got like scars up. i've got but scars this- on my body from wrestling nick seriano and i only wrestled him twice just like of like him scratching me and then when i wrestle him it's like he's like slippery it's like he puts on freaking the lotion i don't know yeah i don't know i Seriano never gets penalty points called against him, though. Seriano's going to win this match. No, he's going to win it. It's going to be a one-point match. I don't think that Nico can score on him, to be honest. I think it's Seriano. Nico beat Gilman in 16, right? So we're taking Mm -hmm. the best of of their career. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a reminder there. I Seriano beat Fix. Yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, I'm going to go Seriano, too. Um, 
big Nico fan, but I, I just I don't see him scoring on on Nick. So yeah, I got I got Suriano all day in this, and I think he handles the match. I think a five two six two victory. I think. <laughs> I think if you look at overall career, I think Suriano found a way to win in one of the toughest weight classes of all time. And then we look at freestyle circuit. I think that the guys Nico Megalutis struggled with were the explosive guys who could finish quick and were strong. And I think that's what Suriano would present to them or present to Megalutis. I think he, I think he beat some pretty guys. Can't. I've, I wrestled Suriano one time, and this dude doesn't get out of position like ever. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't see a position where Megalutis scores. I, even when – if Suriano's taking a shot, he takes very, very – he chooses his times to shoot. And I don't know. I think that if he does, he's going to get a quick takedown. And so I got I got Suriano. All right. Um, yeah. So I guess we got Suriano winning this one, right? Yeah. All right. So let's let's it. jump to David Taylor Martinez. I think that one's a little more easier decision. I need some time to think of this Ramos Mitchick one. I'm Seriously? cool with that. I think I know who I'm yeah. picking in that thirty. You're big on Mitchick, though. So. I am, dude. I I think he's one of the most underrated guys, like year in and year out. I think healthy, he would have beat. I think he would have won 2019 bracket at 133. Yeah. All right, so I put a I put a point down there for 2018 just to clarify. These are that the extra like tiebreaker matchups. So I know math. I'm a math teacher. I know that three points would be 18, but we're just gonna go one point for these uh, tiebreaker matches. Um, but yeah, well, I, I agree. Let, let's skip to 165 because I think it's maybe a little bit more clear cut than 133. No matter what you're thinking about 33. Um, this is peak peak guys too. Yeah, Earl. So we're we're skipping to 165. We're gonna come back to 133. Um, so 165, David Taylor versus Isaiah Martinez. Um, I guess I'll just, I'll kind of roll through it real quick. Um, at this point, this is David Taylor's junior year. Uh, he, to this point has been in the finals all three years, won a national title via tech fall and a Hodge trophy his sophomore year. Um, and then on the other end, Isaiah Martinez, um, this is his senior year, uh, finals all four years, won two of them and lost two of them. So um, he did have a win over Jason Nolf in one of those finals. But, yeah, that's, that's these two I mean, dudes. I, I, I got David Taylor all day in this matchup. I think that, I don't know, too many ways to score versus what Martinez got. I think he's explosive. I think he's solid, but I think David Taylor's just got too much. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, I I. Isaiah Martinez obviously has a lot, um, but when you think of him, you really think of that that underhook game. Um, I, I hate using the like phrase "one trick pony" because he's definitely not, but like that's definitely his bread and butter, right? Um, whereas uh, I just feel like David's just so so much more dynamic and score from so many different positions, and um, I just think he has way more avenues to score, and and I, I think it's a controlled match, so I think David Taylor wins by five points. Tony, what you got? Yeah, I've got Taylor um, by by just a regular victory. I, I think in the if they if they were to go ten times, I think that um, Imar probably gets him two or three times out of ten. But so I've got you know I I think they scrap, but um, clearly they do. But 
Um, I've got David in this one. All right. Jack? I'm just trying to think of, like, peak IMR, you know? Like, would it be his freshman year where he, like, majored real Buddha in the finals and went through James Green, or is it when he beat Nolf in the finals, you know? I I think it's freshman IMR, in my opinion. Yeah, freshman I IMR. Think yeah, I mean, I, th I think regardless of his peak, David Taylor's peak was a lot higher. It's just hard when – I feel like it's the same thing with, like, Zane, like David Taylor's <laughs> best wins. They're not, they're not as good as IMR's best wins. Yeah, folks, though. Um, I think this match is very close. I'm going to lean Taylor just because – Two-time Hodge, and I think that it would it would hurt my wrestling integrity to pick Imar. I think here, but I think it's very close. I think Imar has a legit shot of winning this match. Um, yep. Just due to, I think his wins are better. I think he's he beat better guys. All right, Earl, what you got? Yeah, I've got to go with Taylor. I do think that Imar has the better the better weight classes, the better wins. I just think Taylor would probably find a way to stay out of IMR's best positions and, you know, has too many avenues to score. So, uh, I mean, I, I think it's close. I think it's maybe two-point match, but Dave Taylor. All right. Yet again, tied. <laughs> it's not going to end tied, though. We have one more match. It's got to go one way or the other. This is not soccer. We do not accept ties. Um, and so this is easily the best duel we've had. Like that's it. We're done. Any, have any <laughs> project we have done, easily the best duel. Um, we're gonna end it off with with Tony Ramos versus Stefan Micic. Um, let's let's start it off. And Seth, do you want to say anything about Micic? Um, and then I don't know if anybody has has strong feelings about Tony the other way. We can we can do that. Yeah, I think Micic is one of the most underrated dudes to go through here i think 2019 if he doesn't get his knee hurt he still found a way to get what third place that year fourth place on his bad knee and you could tell it was really bothering him in that match he was one of the only dudes to take suriano down multiple times in the match earlier in that year he dominated sebastian rivera he's beat the number the guy that ended up winning the world championships in uh 2019 and I think he's. I mean, he's an Olympic Olympian already. I think that he's super underrated, and I, I'm gonna go with Mitchick in this matchup. Awesome. Um, is anybody leaning Tony heavily that wants to to say a little bit about him? No. All right. Um, I mean, I'll say something you know about him. Go this ahead. Being his junior year. Uh, Big 10 NCAA runner-up, wins the title next year, was third in 2012. Um, yeah, but as far as the match goes, I, I agree with a lot of what Seth said. And, um, you know, I, I think, heck, we may not have even seen Michich's peak in college yet. But, um, yeah, I, I've, I've got to give it to him here a little better on the feet. Yeah. All right. Jack, what are you thinking? I don't know. Michich is really good from an elbow elbow ties. I think that that would be just such an interesting style matchup because Tony's so in your face and heavy hands. Um, 
I don't know. It seemed like Stevan, like it seemed like Seth was in Stevan's head. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about that. I think that a huge reason, and uh, that that I was able to do that in the finals is we actually wrestled that year at the All Star Classic, and I think Stevan was really really out of shape in that match. I think he was out of shape. I ended up riding him that match, getting really close to turns, and um, I think he ended up getting tired. Took him down in the third, and I think that that honestly played a big factor into our match later in the year where he was just super worried about those turns that I almost got on him. And he was just so focused on that, that I don't think he wrestled his best match when we wrestled. Yeah. It just makes me think like, how is his mental strength going into the match with Ramos? Who's all about the mental warfare, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that like from the mental game, I've got Ramos, um, but technically speaking, like, it's Michich, so uh, heck, I'll go Michich. I think that I think the technique technique of him will will take over. Um, when I think of Ramos, I kind of think of uh, in your face like Sebastian and Michich has wrestled Sebastian and handled him. I don't, I think Ramos is a better version, probably maybe. Uh, especially the year they wrestled, but if Mijic's mind is right, I think he wins this match. All right. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. Tony, what are you thinking? I agree with that. Um, I can't speak to the, his mental game against um, Seth, but I don't think he – I don't think the stare down affects him, uh, Mijic. You know, I, I don't think he's going to crumble there. I think he's – way tougher than a lot of people realize Men like mentally like he he's a scrapper i could see him actually going mma too um he uh yeah his his family his dad's pretty tough um i, I and i i just i like Michich here um unless ramos gets that cow catcher kind of um you know thing that he almost he almost got that on um on uh, steber in the finals. I don't know if people remember, I know he, you know, he had the cradle and all that, but he, um, he came really close to getting that. I don't know what people call it. Right. I mean, everybody kind of has a different name for it. You know what I'm talking about? Where he's cow catcher yeah. Cow catcher. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, unless you fall into that, uh, or unless he falls into that, then, um, yeah. I will so, say one more thing about Ramos or Michich. That same year, that was the Vegas year, and Pletcher beat him in the semis, and then he wrestled DeSanto, and I think DeSanto either majored him or teched him, and that was, like, another, like, mind thing. That, that Yeah, that, that actually speaks to Seth's point. Um, you know, that, that was horrible. And so, yeah, I think he was not all there at the beginning of the year. Um, I remember that very clearly. Um, it was a disaster and he didn't wrestle for a while after that they had to get him right they had to get him I in think, shape I think they even talked about that just that he had trained all summer and then he took some time off and he just honestly shouldn't have wrestled at that tournament that they should have let him get some time to get back to you know his top form yeah absolutely yeah so um, our man Sam Herring actually texted and wanted us to compare uh, Tony uh, with DeSanto and I, not the, you know, all the, the crazy jazz, but I think what he's getting at is that kind of in your face, uh, like ha hard hands, constant mm -hmm. pressure kind of deal too. 
Um, yeah. I mean, at NCAs, obviously, yeah. Mitchick flipped the script and kind of handled DeSanto that time Smart around. Yeah. yeah, majored that's, him, that's, right? Yeah, 13-2. Yeah, yeah. to two. yeah. And then, well, then he beat would... him the next year when he was hurt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean about the fear. You know, I don't think he falls into hype or fear. You know, um, at all. I think he's 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 scrapper, and uh, so yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go Michich also for everything you guys said. Um, the real question here might be: Is Tony DeSanto or Tony DeSanto? Does <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Tony Ramos? I'm in your head, dude. <laughs> Does Tony Ramos go for the flying Kimura? Is is the real question? If we're comparing, <laughs> hey, those. I think that's I think that's DeSanto's signature move. Only only he can use it. it dude, <laughs> if there is a guy that I so badly want to see go to MMA, it really is him. I just I want to see. I don't. I'm not saying oh I think he's gonna be great or whatever. I just want to see what happens. <laughs> um, I want to see him go to MMA, but not for the same reasons. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe see him get punched a few times um I didn't say that. that's it man we uh we all got stefan um uh, so stefan takes the win and that's going to give 2018 the win in our tournament so um you know i, I don't know if, if seth wants to have a, a victory speech acceptance of the trophy um but he he has proven that i guess his his year his lineup is is the best in the last 16 at least from what we think so yeah. uh, although although i didn't get i didn't win my match today you know our team went you know i cheered him on i got him up for this one and you know no i'm just kidding but yeah that was awesome i think that i think that this matchup i think these matches a lot of them could go either way on any given day so I just think it'd be cool to, if any, if it was possible to see something like this, it'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. No, it for sure would be. Um, but I mean, that's what we got guys. We, we are down to the end. We finished this bracket and 2018 stands alone at the top as the best, uh, the best NCAA champion lineup in the last 16 years, as far as we've seen. Um, so it, We'd love to hear from you if you agree with us, if you think we're stupid, if whatever, let us know. And also, you know, if you guys don't agree, you can always do this yourself. So I would love to hear other people's opinions and see what they got on some of these, these matchups. So, uh, but it was fun, y'all. I had a lot yeah, of man. fun and I'm looking forward to whatever the heck the next thing is that we do. Um, I know we've got some ideas in the works, um, but we will be right back with some good stuff. So... Uh, I'm leaving in a sec. All right. Well, <laughs> as uh, as Jack's getting run off the show, uh, we'll go ahead and sign off. This is it from the HMA team, and uh, we thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.